from Zamo Digital. Welcome to the SaaS Marketing Superstars Podcast with your host, Aaron Sikowski. This is the show where we uncover proven growth strategies from CMOs and marketing leaders behind some of the fastest growing SaaS companies. Hey, superstars. Thanks for joining us today. I'm your host, Aaron Zikowski, and today I'm chatting with Ali Bridge. Ali is the CMO at Bonjoro, an app for sending individual personalized videos to welcome and onboard new customers and clients. Hey, Ali, how's it going today? Really good, thank you. Yeah, really excited to be on here. It's going to be good. Yeah, excited to have you on. Um, we'd love to hear a little bit more about you if you've got anything to add besides the, uh, the little quick bio I read and tell us a little bit more about the company as well. Yeah, so me, um, I guess I've been in SaaS pretty much since I left uni. So I'm 36 now, so I guess sort of almost 15 years in SaaS. Um, the first company I worked at was a company called Gorkana, who later went on to be bought. They were like a PR database, uh, so a journalist database for the PR industry. Um, and that was like quite a low-level role, but that gave me, I guess, exposure to a company that was doing well and pretty rapid growth. They, I was there for like, like three years and they sold for know, 25, 30 million. Um, and it was cool to see a team that like functioned really well, really slick. Every team, every person knew what they were doing. Um, and then, yeah, they sold to a bigger company called Cision. And so since then, I've been like from SaaS company to different SaaS company. Uh, about five years ago, I tried to start my own business, which went okay, but not great. And, uh, and sort of found my way here through um, Matt, our founder, basically mentored me when I was starting up my own business. Um, and when that fell through, he sort of caught me and was like, hey, do you want to, you know, I think you're pretty good at what you do. Um, you know, do you want to join us? And uh, I joined. Matt's the CEO and founder. Matt's the CEO and founder of Bonjoro. And for anybody that doesn't know Bonjoro, we're we're Sydney based. Um, And yeah, so we're Sydney based. So yeah, Matt's founder there. We've got a team out there, mainly product team out there. Me, marketing, some customer support in the UK. And we've got more marketing and CS uh, over in the US. So yeah, I've been in SaaS for like 15 years and bumped from, from place to place. I'm away here, um, and I should probably say like what Bonjoro does as well. Whilst yeah, I was going to get to that. Yeah, um, so Bonjoro, like you described it really well before, we slightly branched out a little bit from that. So really, it's a, a video. It started off as essentially a video email tool to let you connect with new leads, new customers, new inquiries. I'll give you a very quick example: if you're a customer success person working at a SaaS business and you get a new sign up, it'll ping you a notification. You can integrate with your existing CRM, and then Bonjoro will ping you a notification. You can record on your app or desktop, um, and basically send them a video to welcome them. You can brand that video to your own sort of branding. You can put a call to action in. Um, so it's just a really good way of connecting with people on a sort of real and human level um, when they first sort of come into your business. So that was like the original thing. It was just onboarding. And then the last three years, as we've been growing Bonjoro, so we're still quite young still, we've basically seen like our own customers like hacking new ways of using video, but all sorts of different points in the funnel. So it's now used, you know, not just in onboarding, but to drive more reviews, to reactivate lapsed customers. And we're used by lots of different industries. So it's not just SaaS, like charities, e-commerce. Um, online creators is a big one. So, yeah, so it's really sort of unfolding before our eyes. And like our job is like to listen and sort of figure out like where people are getting the most value and then push our marketing in that direction. Okay. So I was going to ask you about this later on in, in, the, in our conversation, but now that we're, we're touching on it anyways, um, can you share with us some case studies maybe of, of creative ways that people are using the tool in order to 
to to grow and 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 excel the the clients that you're working with? Yeah, so the first one that springs to mind, and I think a lot of the listeners here, I assume, will be like SaaS, so I'll plug right. this one out straight away. So the onboarding piece, really interesting. Like we built this tool almost sort of agnostic to how people used it, but very early on, we were marketing to SaaS companies because we were a SaaS company. We knew people. A lot of friends said, hey, it looks like a cool tool, can we use it? And one of the early customers was uh, ConvertKit. And ConvertKit, yeah, used Bonjoro as an onboarding piece. So uh, Matt Ragland, ConvertKit, he was a sort of head of CS at the time. Uh, he started using Bonjoro to onboard new customers. And it's interesting, one of the case studies that came out of it, he used it for three months um, on an initial cohort, basically to figure out you know, if he's sending personal videos to welcome people and then direct them to what he did. He essentially used this call to action to direct them to a resource to understand more about the business. But also what he was doing in that piece was not just sending a welcome video and saying like, hey, welcome to ConvertKit. He was integrating Bonjour with ConvertKit in a way that he could tell more context about that person. So what's their business, who they are, what industry they're in, all these sorts of things, what stuff they've done in their product already. So had they set up their email integration? And this is the power of like personal videos. When you start talking to their context and where they are, in your onboarding phase or in any part of phase of your business. So he did that for three months. Uh, this was way back in 2017. And he got an amazing result. He saw, I think it was a 17% reduction in churn from new signups just from sending onboarding videos that were really hyper-focused on what stage that person was at and trying to signpost them to do the right things. Um, so that was one of the early ones in SaaS. And then that really sort of brought a load more SaaS companies in who saw that thinking we want to do the same thing. Churn's like a ma- churn's a massive issue in SaaS. Everybody right. talks about it all the time. So this whole personal piece, using personal video for that, was one of our massive big first case studies. And that sort of catapulted us into the SaaS industry. Yeah. And so, it's so, amazing that one good case study can do in a growth business. That's unbelievable. And like your job as a marketer is really just to listen and then amplify those, I think. Like, I think there's almost nothing better for marketing than just amplifying the success stories that your customers are having in the right way. Right. Right. You know, we, we uh, several years ago, we worked with InVision managing their, their Facebook ads and things like that. And the, the success we had there and the case that we had there, you know, for the agency was able to, to bring in a lot of clients just on the back of that and, and writing the, the case study on that. Um, yeah. What that could do. Yes, but yeah, well, I, I remember when I first came across you guys, that was one of the big things that sort of went, you know, it was a big yeah. Yeah. light bulb moment. I was like, wow, these guys must be good. <laughs> well, like <a> loser. <laughs> um, so, so now, now that we get a, a first of all, any, any more case studies you would want to share? Anything else you think the listeners would appreciate? Yeah, like um, I'm, I'm conscious the focus of my camera seems to have sort of disappeared here, um, but I'll crack on. Um, yeah, e-commerce, really interesting one. So, mm-hmm. We had a customer called Monk Store, and they're uh, you probably you won't know them. They're, they're based in Denmark, men's fashion store. Mm-hmm. And pretty early on, they started using Bonjour, and they did something really interesting in their funnels. They used Bonjour to send videos to people that have made an order with their store, so fashion items online. Um, and their their sort of target, what they wanted to get out of it, so their goal was to get more reviews on Trustpilot. But with the video, they weren't asking for reviews. So they weren't like sending a video and saying, hey, you bought something from us 10 days ago. Can you leave us a review? All they did was they put video in between two points in their existing funnel. So someone would make an order. 
They already had this sort of automated email that went out asking for a Trustpilot review. And they put a video in here. It's basically showing people the product they're putting in the post, saying, thanks so much for ordering it. We're putting it in the post to like really like go above and beyond in terms of the customer experience. Mm-hmm. And then that, uh, that review, ask for, uh, ask for a review email went out trying to drive people to Trustpilot. And what they saw just from putting a video in between those two points, their Trustpilot reviews went through the roof. I think they got, I can't remember what it was now because they said it from a while ago, but they got like a ridiculous increase in terms of the number of people completing them. Yeah. And they went within about three to six months from sort of doing pretty well on Trustpilot to number one in the whole of the men's fashion category on Trustpilot because every yeah. review that they got was just five stars, just like blown away by their customer service. So it was adding, like they're a great company anyway, have a really sort of customer forward mentality, but they use video in a way of like saying, we are really going above and beyond here. And it created huge void of mouth and got them a ton of amazing reviews. Yeah. So, so that, that brings to mind, I have a lot of friends who work as Amazon sellers, selling you know, third party on Amazon and such. And, and one of the most important elements over in that world is making sure you get reviews for your products on your Amazon product page. Is, are people using the kind of the, the, the strategy you just described with that work on Amazon world? Have you seen that as well for helping people get those reviews? We've seen more on Shopify. So we have a direct integration with Shopify. So part of our marketing has really been trying to market around the specific integrations that we have. So we're not trying to do too much. You know, e-commerce is a big world. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're marketing to SaaS and other places as well. Okay. So we've done a lot of marketing towards the sort of Shopify type of customer. Um, and they're definitely one of our best niches. I can't say a specific figure, but in terms of their sign up to paid, yeah. um, like e-commerce is very high for us. Wow. Um, so we haven't with Amazon. Interesting, we probably could do, but what we really rely on with Bonjour, the way it works in terms of the sort of how you hook it up, is we need an email address. Right, Amazon doesn't have that. Doesn't have it. Yeah, Amazon doesn't have it. Yeah, so we need that email address. So it tends to be Shopify, Etsy, those sorts of things. Absolutely, fantastic. Um, so tell me, tell me a little bit about the company now from the point of view of your marketing team. So, so you're, you're doing um, CMO now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And, and how about the rest of your team? I mean, how about the company in terms of uh, headcount and the marketing and stuff? Still small company. So we're year four. We launched paid January 2017. Um, yeah. So what are we now? Like middle of 2000. I'm losing track of time with the whole sort of coronavirus thing. But middle yeah. of 2020. <laughs> um, so yeah, four four-ish years old. Uh, we're still lean, which we want to remain as lean as possible. We've we've got seed funding. You know, we're VC backed, but we're trying to operate. Yeah, we're definitely not like one of those high burn rate companies. That's not who we are. We're sort of somewhere between a sort of VC and a bootstrap in a way. So we're still quite small. The marketing team itself is only four people. Um, and sort of you know, main sort of, so me, CMO, we've got Casey, who was an ex, I don't know if you heard of the con- uh, company Entrepore. But he sure. came over from Entrepore um, and he's our head of growth. Uh, and then we've got Amy on the social side. And then, We've got, um, we've actually got then another sort of bunch that are sort of outsourced. So we have, uh, like, we have a UX designer that's also designed for marketing, um, who's amazing, really, really good, really talented. We have an illustration person that we try really fun brand illustrations. Really fun brand, yeah. We try and be really different in terms of our brand. Um, So when we launched for a couple of years, we had this amazing illustrator who actually worked at Intercom on the side and did some stuff on the side for us. Um, Not Intercom, sorry, Atlassian. And did some stuff on the side for us. Uh, We lost him and then we spent a long time trying to find another 
illustrator who could really hit our brand. It's really important to us. And I think you know, everybody talks about brand being important. We really try and go quite different, a bit kooky. We're not scared to do things that are a bit silly. You know, people might have seen the stuff we do in like bear suits. Everybody that joins the company gets a custom-made onesie. Um, you know, we go on team retreats and when we're doing all of our sort of team meetings, we're wearing our onesies and presenting. And so we try and keep that sort of vibe. We're having to go a bit more serious as we go sort of up, upstream a bit nowadays. But we're not too much. Yeah, but not too much. We're trying to retain that. Um, and then anything else, like there's a bunch of other stuff outsourced. So any sort of research tasks related to unlocking a new marketing channel, we'll try and outsource. As an example, uh, we do a lot of outreach to get on podcasts. Like this one was totally organic. You know, you just got in touch with me. Yeah, but, we do, a, we do a ton of outreach, but we actually outsource the research phase in terms of you know, figuring out who those podcasts are, the emails and all that sort of stuff. And then that's put in front of Casey and Casey does the personal outreach. And we would never, in terms of like a company, we're very much about the personal touch because we do personal video. So any of our outreach is always like hyper-personalized. So we'd never outsource any of that stuff. The SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast is brought to you by Zamo Digital Marketing your go-to Facebook ads agency for scaling SaaS companies. The team at Zamo Digital are the experts in growing and scaling trial and demo signups for leading SaaS companies like Envision, DigitalOcean, Lessonly, and many more. Download our free SaaS scaling framework over at zamodigital.com slash framework. And now, back to the show. So let's get into some of the marketing. It sounds like you guys have been growing at a pretty good clip for the last, what say, three or four years now. Um, yeah. What what do you let, let, let's talk more you know, in the last year or so more recently? What, what what's working today to kind of grow the company? So there's, there's a few levers that work. One that's always worked has been that we're lucky in the sense that we've got a bit of a viral element to our product. Mm-hmm. People send videos. Other people see those videos. Right. It might have our branding on if it's a free account. Uh, it might not if it's a paid account, but still sometimes we have the little Powered by Bonjoro button on there. So there's a bit of viral stuff going on, but actually not a crazy amount in the sense that if you think it's a personal video tool, it's about building relationships and we're not really telling people to use Bonjoro to ping out one video to 100,000 people. This is really about one-to-one or very small groups of your customers who you want to... Can, can you estimate maybe what percentage of your your customers or signups are coming from people hitting that Powered by Bonjoro button? Uh, yeah, what's interesting, not in terms of the less actually hit that button than you think, but we can actually tell as well. We track sort of who receives a Bonjoro by email and then who goes on to sign up. So we actually know sort of how getting a video influences whether they come to the site and sign up and then go okay. and pay. So yeah, it's about 30%. So it's, it's 30% it's, of your signups come from that. Yeah. That's really, that's really powerful. Yeah, it's really powerful and it could be more powerful. So we do spend a lot of time optimizing for that. And doing what we can to to improve that, but you you've got to think a lot of that is on sort of product side. So there's a bit of like interplay between marketing and products, trying right. to sort of optimize for that. But the biggest thing you can do to optimize for something like a viral product like that is market to the customer who's going to use Bonjoro, who their customer is going to make a great Bonjoro right. customer. So really, you want people sending videos who the their customers that are seeing them are going to go on and become great customers for us. So really the part that marketing plays on that viral piece is marketing to the right people who are going to send the right videos to to get seen. The market you're going to go after is the market that can create the viral effect for you to bring back more customers. Exactly. So we spend a lot of time studying the cohorts that create that sort of happy thing going on. So yeah. 
another. Yeah. yeah. I think that's a key thing. Like any, any SaaS company that's early stage, I think don't get too caught up in, um, you know, look at your own business and your own products and, and what sort of marketing you can do that suits you. Don't get too caught up in like reading all these blogs about how to do this and how to do that. I think the first thing to do is look about like how are you made up and what can you do to make that work better. And, and a big part of that is very early on getting serious about your cohorts. So like who's coming in, what niche are they in? So you know, if you don't have, just a very small example, if you don't have an industry selector on your website, put one in now. Or if you don't want one, don't want one on your website, make sure you're using something like Clearbit so you know what industry they're in. Because if you're not gathering that data, you're going to spend like a lot of time in the first six months, year of your company, essentially marketing to the wrong people. Yeah. You need to know, you know, when those sort of like virtuous cycles are happening, you need to know who is sort of creating them. Yeah, very important. Um, so beyond the uh, the viral effect of, of, of customers seeing videos, um, what, what else has worked with you guys? So big channels very early on um, was affiliates. And affiliates continues to be a good one for us to this day. So, um, And I've, I've spoken on other podcasts about our affiliate channel and how we built it. But yeah. I think one of the first things to do any marketer listening in terms of the affiliate channel is don't think too big too quick. So don't go sort of Googling like... Uh, affiliate platforms or like you know, going and trying to find like um, all of that affiliate net and all these people that might be able to like host your affiliate program, mm-hmm. create something small. I used tap affiliate early on just to create our affiliate program mm-hmm. and then put that in front of your existing customers. So who are your best customers? Just have a conversation with them, get on the phone, get on a video call, talk to them, ask them, do they have an audience? You know, do they have any influence? Um, you know, one of our, some of our sort of affiliates come from all different places, but we have like people that work with YMCA camps that are affiliates and you know, they were great early customers and we got them on the program. They talked to other people in their space. So really start with, start very small and start with who you know, start with your existing customers, start with customers that are getting value. Um, and then once you start to learn a bit more, then you can start reaching out to people that may have influence in a bigger way. But I, I really think any sort of SaaS company, an affiliate channel or a sort of influencer channel has to be extremely relationship driven. Yeah. So when you're building it and making it bigger, it's always about getting referrals. Like early on with us, uh, Pat Flynn became a big affiliate of ours and a big influencer. And then from Pat, it was like, okay, Pat, who do you know? Is there anybody else in the space? Can you make an introduction? So I think a lot of the time in marketing, it's it's not trying to be too clever. Like the whole growth stuff has its part to play. But early on, when you're looking to build some of these channels, you've really got to put in the hard, the hard sort of yards in terms of building relationships. Um, and the more you're talking to people, customers, or talking to influencers and getting introductions, the more you're going to see your company grow. I always think that the more I'm on calls, the more I see Bonduro grow the next month. Yeah. It's and, and it sounds like that plays in together with what you said about the uh, the viral um, element of, of, of people hitting the power by Bonduro, that by having customers who have their own customers in your market, those customers you have will make good affiliates because their customers and their, their yeah. communities are also now the right people that they can promote that affiliate. Yeah, absolutely. And going after the affiliates that um, and the influencers that have sort of customers in that space. So Pat Flynn for us was absolutely perfect early on. And it's yeah. really fortunate for our company that we built a great relationship with him because Pat, you know, markets to like memberships, uh, online courses, online educators. Um, and these are people that really operate online 
and need to build great relationships with their customers, authentic mm-hmm. relationships, but they're always at a distance. So something like a video tool like ours is incredibly powerful for those people. So I think it's, again, it's listening to those cohorts and then driving that channel into the right niche uh, behind that as well. Um, th- thinking about your product and the way it fits, and this, this drifts a little bit from what we've spoken about at the moment, but you know, a, a lot of people that are using tools like this are, you know, they might know Loom, they might know Drift Video at this point. Your, your brand's a little bit younger, I guess maybe less known. Um, I, I generally don't want to compare people to the, the larger competitors, but I, I think people should know why yours is better than those competitors. Right, um, so that they can give a consideration when, when they might not be aware of it right now. Can, can you talk yeah. about what, what your differentiation is and why it's more powerful tool for SaaS companies? Yeah, so early on we went in big on integrations. So part of the biggest part of Bonjour is what we call we call them workflows. Um, so basically, you can hook it up to whatever tool you use. So whether we've got a direct integration with the platform you use, so you might be using Active Campaign, Shopify. Uh, convert kit, you know, whatever you're using to run your business, yeah. we plug into those, uh, plug into those platforms. And actually, we have a number of different sort of things that help you scale personal video. So for us, video isn't just like recording a video, putting it in an email, sending it to someone. It's thinking strategically about where is video going to work in your business. So it's like, okay, I've got this existing funnel. We've got an onboarding phase in our business, like free trial, uh, sign up to paid. How can we make that better as a SaaS company? So for us, it's not just like, hey, use video. It's like, okay, let's integrate with your existing tool. Pull people in to Bonjour at the perfect time. You have a task list and you just have to record those videos. But there's extra bits to help you scale it. So you can bring in custom fields from your own CRM that you can see at the time of recording. So, you know, if you're... It gives you the information about the person. Yes, yeah, so you can see the stuff that's in your CRM when you're recording your videos. Because the biggest objection about video is... It, it doesn't scale. Like, right. how can I record a personal video to all these people? So our whole sort of motivator around this is how can we help people scale this stuff, not just into onboarding, but to all sorts of other phases of their company. And to do that, you have to plug into their existing tools really nicely. Um, you have to give them ideas. So last year I wrote this, well, published it actually start this year, uh, called the Video Funnel Playbook. So it's like 35 different ways you can use video in your business that are proven. I've, I chatted to basically, I don't know, it was like hundreds of our customers about how they were using Bonjoro and condensed down all the people that were getting the best results. I pulled them into this playbook. And we're now, our next phase of marketing is to put that playbook online. So when yeah. someone hits our site, they can see basically, okay, I'm in sales. What are the plays for sales? How do I do that? Okay, yeah, well, that's find that playbook. That sounds pretty cool. Oh yeah, bonjoro.com forward stroke video funnel playbook. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, really sort of all about integrations and plays. So how do you actually use video and helping people scale it as well? Um, and a little bit different in terms of who we're targeting. Like you think of Drift, like Drift are very you know, big on sales. They're targeting salespeople. Personal video, in our opinion, isn't a massive thing in terms of like cold outreach. You know, sending a personal video of someone you've never met, probably not going to be a, you know, a sort of massive thing, but sending a video to someone at the right time, at the right point in your funnel is going to have a really big impact. So yeah, there are lots of differentiators, but the biggest one is integrations and um, yeah, and the sort of pre-built funnels that we're trying to coach people on. Nice. That sounds awesome. Um, great. So, so let's jump back to, to marketing a little bit. 
Can you can you can you share with us maybe an example of of some market you guys tried to do that you just thought was going to kill it and just then it would totally bombed? Yeah, yeah, kind of. Just from that, that expression on your face. <laughs> yeah, and it's funny because like the stuff we're really good at here is staying true to sort of who we are. We're quite very relationship driven people. Mm-hmm. And all of our best marketing comes from that mindset. And I think a lot of companies that do great marketing are of that sort of mindset. When we get too growth hacky, like we're quite good at certain growth hacks, but when we get too growth hacky, and I'll tell you about one I did last year, it doesn't go very well. So we integrate, I'll give you an example. So Intercom growth hack that went wrong. We integrate with Intercom. So I was thinking, okay, how do we basically get ourselves in front of Intercom customers who could use Bonduro's app. It's on their app store in a valuable way. So I came across this tool called uh, Phantom Buster. And I don't know if you've heard it, but Phantom Buster is basically um, a bunch of different like JavaScripts that help you sort of do stuff at scale. So one of them is you can post messages into intercom chat threads. Um, and then another one of their sort of phantoms, as they call them, is to go and crawl, uh, I think it was LinkedIn groups, for uh, people's emails from those LinkedIn groups. So basically, I thought, okay, I'm going to get Bonjour's app launched. So I wrote a blog post about us integrating with Intercom. And I thought, I really want to get this in front of Intercom users to basically say, hey, your CS teams could benefit from this. It's really going to help them. So I did this whole crawl of LinkedIn, a load of different CS groups and SaaS groups from LinkedIn um, that I knew might be using Intercom. I then fed that into this other phantom script that then sort of posted a message basically saying, hey, by the way, we've launched on the Intercom App Store. And it wasn't anything too nefarious. But You sent that message in the email or in, in the LinkedIn inbox? So it, no, into the Intercom. Um, into in the, the Intercom, intercom chat. chat yeah. On the yeah, so, sorry, yeah, I'll explain a bit more. So I was basically mm-hmm. saying, I basically then took all the SaaS companies that I'd sort of scraped out of uh, LinkedIn, yeah. um, put them into this script that would post to these SaaS companies, hey, we're Bonjoro. Um, we've just launched on the Intercom App Store. We just wanted to let you know it could be a really useful tool for your CS team to sort of you know, optimize their onboarding and create relationships with customers and improve their trial conversion rates. So it's nothing nefarious. And a bunch of people... So, so basically, I had this script sort of going out, like posting into Intercom, and a bunch of people were like, oh, thanks so much. It's really cool. Like, I'm going to check it out. But then there were a number of people that came back like, you know, who the heck are you? Like, why are you spamming me on my Intercom chat widget? Um, and then actually, I had a message back from Intercoms. Like, I think it's like head of partnerships or so. I can't remember who it was now. Basically, saying we've had reports that you're sort of doing this thing, and it looks a bit weird on our side. Like, how are you how are you doing this? How are you posting to so many different people uh-huh. on that on their Intercom chat widgets? Yeah. Um, and eventually, their legal team got in touch. I was like, can you stop doing this? And I was like, yeah, I have stopped. Um, it was just something I wanted to try. I thought it would be nice to just let people know about a listing on the App Store. So it wasn't nefarious, and it was, but it was quite growth hacky and very... It was like using automation to do what I sort of should have been doing, okay. like personally. Uh, it was hard. It's a personalization for scale. Yeah, yeah, I was trying to do it at scale, and it sort of doesn't work. The hit rate was so low compared to... Maybe if I just sent like a hundred of them a personal video right. to tell them, you know, done something much, much more personal. And that was, I think I did that a couple of years ago. There's a bit of fallout. It all got fixed up. They were cool yes. with it. They, I, I switched it off. But it sort of taught me a lesson. It's like, don't do stuff that doesn't suit you as a marketer. Like, that took me a long time to plan it and try and execute it. 
and ultimately I felt awful in the end because I got a lot of crap back from it. And it, it, it is definitely spam, right? Even though we feel like it's from yeah. a man. Yeah, it's spam. So yeah. don't do don't do things that don't feel right. Yeah. Um, yeah, so, that was so let me ask you: Did you did you try it in the other way? Did you did you send hundred personalized messages to hundred people within that same market and, and try that to compare? Yeah, so we so we've done stuff like that since. So, as an example, um, like our affiliate program. So something I do for every affiliate that signs up is I will send them a personal video to welcome them and try and book on a call to talk about how we can work together to do. So it's it's trying to do. And that's been incredible. I think that tripled the number of clicks we got from our affiliate program when I started doing that. It's like, hey, I actually run the program. Let's have a chat about you, your business, your influence, whatever it might be. How can we make you more money, make you commission whilst offering value to your audience? And then something else I did as a hack was I used uh, HREFs to essentially look up... um, a number of people sort of in a similar space to us. So this is another hack. It's quite a good one. I've talked about this one before on a couple of other podcasts, but it's quite a good one. Right. So basically, if you go into Hrefs, and if you haven't got a subscription, you can get a seven-day uh, trial uh, for $7. So go into Hrefs, type in a company. It might be like, so for me, it was like clickfunnels.com. And I wanted to know who ClickFunnels affiliates were. So basically, who are ClickFunnels influencers that are sending them traffic? So you go in there, put clickfunnels.com, go to their backlink profile, and then there's a little advanced search bit and you can put in something like, I just put in like affiliate or tap affiliate. I was looking for anything that would have in the URL that was the backlink, have something yeah. to say this person's an affiliate of theirs. So then I pulled a list of all of those people that were affiliates of ClickFunnels and then did personal outreach to those people to say, hey, by the way, would you also like to work with Bonjour's affiliate program? So that's like a little affiliate hack. And the first time I did that, I sent like a broadcast email to those people and the response rate was, horrendous. I shouldn't have done it. Again, I don't know why I did it. And then the second time I did it hyper-personal and the response was amazing. And we got affiliates and great relationships and great partners from it. So, uh-huh. yeah. So You're definitely making me think about putting a personalized video into some of my uh, outreach, even for, them for looking for podcast guests and things like that. I'm sure yeah. it's well. I mean, you, you guys are doing that, too, right? You're, you're, you're actively looking to be on podcasts, you and your founder and such, right? I yeah, absolutely. Well, not always the personalized videos for podcasts. Mm-hmm. It, it really depends the scale we're doing it at and, yeah. and who we're doing outreach to. But um, in terms of business, we send a ton of videos. Like every single, you know, what are we now? Like 40,000, 50,000 signups to Bonjour in the last few wow. years. And every single one of those has had a personal video from someone on the team um, to welcome them. So right. like we really dog food our own products. And I think that's another thing. If you're a marketer, you've got to push your team to dog food your own products. Because if they're not, they're really not going to be talking about it to the world in the right way. Like you, it's where all your best content comes from, as well. Sure. Yeah. Um, and and what, what are you what are you thinking about as your as your next growth channel? What's the next thing you want to try? So, the basically going to give you our strategy for the next few months. <laughs> uh, <laughs> trying, <isn't> it? <laughs> yeah. So, so what we're doing next is, so I said we're really big on integrations. We've got this playbook. We're putting the playbook online. So when you come to our site, you'll see lots of different plays for how you can use video. All yeah. there with, with scripts, like scripts that you can use, all this sort of stuff. You can quickly create a workflow. So what we're actually going to do is we found that when we work with our integration partners, so it might be like Intercom or Patreon or uh, Active Campaign, if you market with them, like do co-marketing, you get a lot of traffic to start with coming through to your site from that co-marketing. Maybe you're listed on their app store and then it starts to tail off. 
So we've been discussing this and what we're going to start to do much more is instead of co-marketing or relying on uh, the partner, the integration partner to co-market with us, they've got their own stuff going on. We're really going to start to work much more with their partners, their consultants, agencies, so active campaign consultants, and basically say, hey, we've created these funnels that are amazing for anybody using active campaign. You're an educator in that space. You know, let's work together. So our big focus is going to be creating collateral for agencies, consultants, partners of the people that we integrate with um, and using that foundational layer of the video funnel playbook um, to make their job easy. And we've already done a lot of experiments around that and it's worked really well. So we've worked with some big sort of partners. Um, and again, it very, it's, that's very suited to talk to the sort of company that we are. So one example, a company called Basic Bananas in Australia, who are a really, really great coaching company for SMBs. And our target customer is generally sort of t- two to 200 in terms of business size. Um, and they, they do a lot of consulting and coaching of those types of business. And we worked with them early on when we were creating the funnel playbook to say, hey, by the way, here's some funnels you could coach people that come to your online courses or come to your in-person meets on. And they had a lot of success with that. Um, so that, that's really our sort of next big thing. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's one that's sort of quite personal to us. But I think if you think about your own business, you know, if you ever hit those sort of, for us, it was like we were hitting this barrier with the integration partner, not getting enough traffic. Like where else can we unlock that relationship? And right. it's through their consultants. That's really smart. Yeah. Um, where's the biggest challenge you have in your job right now as head of marketing for, for the company? And, and, and potentially within it, is, is there a, a tool or a feature or something that can kind of make, that can solve that problem for you? Yeah, the biggest challenge, uh, getting, getting resource, I think. When you're, I think any SaaS company, and a lot of companies now are getting a bit more sassy, uh, um, getting resource away from product and to marketing. Yeah, they hoover off a lot of the resource and it's tricky. So, you know, getting UX and, you know, we're not just sort of creating blogs like content. We're doing a lot of stuff that needs like really great UX, really needs good design thinking. Yeah. It needs products to sort of build it and engineer it. So that that is tricky. If someone could come along and, I, I don't know, and solve that. I, don't, I just, I don't know how you'd solve it. It's more of a sort of internal thing, but right. there might be a solution out there. Right. Yeah, it's, you know, you hire a freelancer, but they're not going to know the product, not going to do it very quickly. That's, that's yeah, quickly and then you don't want to make that internal hire. Um, I don't know, I, I, I just, I feel like there's maybe a space for some really like hyper-specific solution stuff where it's like, okay, we get a UX designer for like a few hours, but, but you know, better quality than like a, than some of the sites you see out there, we could just say, okay, mm-hmm. we've got a very small project, bang, and I don't know. There's like Upwork, but then Upwork's very broad. I'd love it if someone came into the SaaS space and was like, we're, we're like an Upwork for SaaS, and here's our sort of UX people you can work with, and, and specifically for marketers, so we can get all the resources that we need. Right. I guess you doesn't have half the uh, SaaS products in the market space are trying to create the little one-off solutions for each of those likely uh, projects that you would want to do. You take an unbounce or something for building landing pages. That was a need that everybody had and they didn't have access to their dev team because their dev team was busy building product. So the marketers now can build the landing page. And it's like a yeah. whole bunch of tools like that, it sounds like. Yeah. Yeah, but when, it's the thing when, you, when you're quite a lean marketing team, and I think a lot of people run lean marketing teams nowadays, mm-hmm. it's like, okay, if an unbounce or a lead pages, and we have a lead pages thing and I haven't touched it 
for a yeah. couple of years. You know, I coded a bunch of pages and then I've touched it for ages. So, um, yeah, if you could like plug people into your team in a, I don't know. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Um, sweet. Let's uh, just jump into the lightning round. Five quick questions, and we'll learn a little bit more about you and what makes you tick and what you're thinking about these days. Yeah. Uh, so, first question is: What's your family uh, situation? Single, married, kids? Uh, married for uh, was it uh, seven years? I got two kids, so a three-year-old called Finn, and then actually a three-week-old uh, girl mm-hmm. called Zel- called Zelda. So, yeah, Congrats. she's three weeks. somewhere in the other room right there. <laughs> so, yeah, it's my first sort of like second day back or something. So yeah, getting back into it. But second, the baby number two has been a lot easier than baby number one. So yeah. Okay. Awesome. Uh, what book would you recommend right now if you're listening? It was a business book, fiction book, nonfiction. Oh man, with kids, I haven't been reading a lot recently. Uh, what I recommend, honestly, like fiction. What would I? Voltaire, Candida, Optimism. I don't, like. I try not to recommend like marketing books because I think sometimes like your best thinking comes when you break out of that. What's your favorite novel? Um, favorite novel is like uh, Candida or Optimism, uh, Voltaire. Yeah. But, yeah, I love it. It's I, I'm not a prolific reader, and that one's like 100 pages, but full of just the most incredible insights from you know beautiful fiction writing. So anything that's short like that but really insightful, yeah, perfect for me. Great, fantastic. Um, what's your favorite marketing or productivity tool? Uh, probably Hrefs. This is something about it. Like I just I, I lean on it a lot to check how we're doing. It's it's just such a useful tool. Um, yeah, and that like the, the hack I mentioned before, you know, comes from being able to sort of use Hrefs in the right way to find other people's influences. And there's lots okay. you can do it. It's so so powerful. It's well built. A great team. Really great. Expecting some uh, blog posts from you soon on uh, creative growth hacks off Hrefs. Yeah, I could do that. Yeah. <laughs> Um, who's your favorite marketer that you're learning from right now? Be paying attention to Yeah, I'll go for Corey Haynes. Um, so he's at Bear Metrics, and I think he's just done a really great job. He's not been there very long. I think he's been there like a year, maybe 18 months. But in the time he's been in there, he's just brought in like a really great approach to marketing. He does a ton of webinars. He's really, really good at just getting out there, getting himself in front of people, creating partnerships, running really, really high-value webinars. I've done one with him. He's done tons with lots of people in the SaaS space. And also, he's got an amazing focus on customer and really understanding their customer. And he's really pulled a lot of levers, a lot of growth levers there. So I try and listen quite intently to what he does because he's got a lot of, uh, a lot of valuable stuff going on. All right. And uh, what's your favorite website or online community that you're learning from right now? Um, I say I think Zest. I, I don't know where. If you heard of Zest, Zest.io. Sure. Uh, yeah, the founder was actually supposed to be on uh, on the show in a few weeks. All oh, right, cool. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's really cool. I, I think yeah. they're doing a great nice job. Yeah, they're, they're doing a brilliant job. I, they, the content that gets curated for Zest, I think, is is brilliant. If people listening yeah. don't know about it, Zest is basically like a a, a Marketing content curated by people. Chrome in extension. Yeah, Chrome extension as well. Right. So whenever you open a new tab, you've got like amazing marketing content that's like top 1% of content that you need to know about. Um, and I just think Yam is an amazing founder as well. Again, very relationship driven. Um, all the little like quirks in their product are beautifully done. Like whenever they sign off an email, they always have something like stays SD or little thing. And everybody's on the same page. It runs right through their company. And I think they're a really, really good one to look at if people haven't heard about them. Yeah, so, so to find that, actually, it's uh, zest.is is to find zest. that. Um, oh, yeah. And I can tell from, from my experience, having shared articles on the platform and then getting them approved, 
the, the quality of traffic that comes through there is quite high as well. You know, I get, you know, the a higher conversion rate from that traffic um, than almost any other platform when it comes to people visiting my articles and actually sending up an email list. Yeah, same here. Yeah. Great. Uh, fantastic. And last thing, Ali, um, where can listeners go to find out more about you? So uh, about me, to be honest, head to Bonjoro.com. Like that's where I'm doing all my work. I'm just sort of pouring my life into Bonjoro at the moment. So, you know, I'm not sort of majorly prolific on my own social channels. Like I'm really focused on Bonjoro at the moment. Um, So yeah, there, or maybe Twitter as well. But my Twitter handle is a bit rubbish, Oliver Bridge 3. Someone else got to Oliver Bridge 1, 2 before me. So yeah. Fantastic. All right, this has been great. You shared a ton with us. I think there's a lot of value here. Um, and our listeners are really going to appreciate it. So just thank you so much for being so open and sharing. No worries. I'm glad I could be on here. Thanks for inviting me on. Yeah, absolutely. The SaaS Marketing Superstars podcast is brought to you by Xamo Digital Marketing. If you're enjoying the show, please be sure to subscribe and leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you're listening. Thanks again for tuning in and keep on growing your SaaS.